Here we go, loopy loo. Here we go, loopy light. Here we go, loopy loo. All on a Saturday night. Hello, this is Luby at Luby's Lullabies podcast. Today is Sunday and it's the afternoon and shortly I'm going to be making some tea. So I thought I'd talk to you today about tea and the British. And I do have a book associated with this, which I will discuss with you. If not today, then certainly my next broadcast. So tea and the British, the father of modern economics, Adam Smith, once described the British as a nation of shopkeepers. He might just as easily have described them as a nation of tea drinkers, since tea has long been a national favourite. The image of tea drinking British is not just a myth. It is a reflection of reality. Today, tea accounts for 43% of all the drink consumed in Britain, excluding plain water. There was a time in the 60s and 70s when some people believed that coffee would replace tea as Britain's favourite beverage. In the event, that did not occur, and today tea remains firmly anchored as Britain's favourite drink, accounting for over two-fifths of all the drink consumed in Britain, with the exception of water. To say that the British are fond of tea is something of an understatement. From the royal family down to the humblest of homeless and the out of work, tea is more than just a pleasure, it's an essential part of life. It is one of those things that distinguishes life in Britain from life anywhere else. The average Briton over the age of 10 drinks three and a half cups of tea per day, or 1,355 cups a year, mostly tea with milk in it, which puts Britain miles ahead of any other country in the International League of Tea-Drinking Nations. Second and third in the league are New Zealanders and Australians, in, and in Europe, the nearest rival to Britain is Russia, where people only consume, on average, 325 cups of tea per year. I'm not sure how accurate this is, really, but there we go. The popularity of tea in the United Kingdom has a long history, reflecting the nation's development since the 17th century. It was in 1657 that Thomas Garway, the owner of a coffee house, sold the first tea in London. The drink soon became popular as an alternative to coffee, and by the year 1700 there were over 500 coffee houses in the British capital selling the new drink. For a century and a half, tea remained an expensive drink. Many employers served a cup of it to their workers in the middle of the morning, thus inventing a lasting British institution, the tea break. But as a social drink outside the workplace, tea was reserved for the nobility and the growing middle classes. Among those that had the means, it became very popular as a drink to be enjoyed in cafes and tea gardens. It was the seventh Duchess of Bedford who, in around 1800, started the popular fashion of afternoon tea, a ceremony taking place at about four o'clock. Until then, people did not usually eat or drink anything between lunch and dinner. At approximately the same time, the Earl of Sandwich popularised a new way of eating bread. In thin slices with something, for example jam, jam or cucumbers between them, and, long, and before long a small meal at the end of the afternoon involving tea and sandwiches had become a part of a way of life. As tea became much cheaper during the 19th century, its popularity spread right through the British society and before long it had become Britain's favourite drink. Promoted by the Victorians as an economical, warming, stimulating, non-alcoholic drink. 
In working-class households, it was served with the main meal of the day, eaten when workers returned home after a day's labour. This meal has become known as high tea. Tea today can be drunk at any time of day. The large majority of people in Britain drink tea for breakfast. The mid-morning tea break is an institution in British offices and factories, although some people prefer coffee at this time of day. And for anyone working outdoors, a thermos of tea is almost an essential part of the day's equipment. Later in the day, afternoon tea is still a way of life in the south of England and among the middle classes, whereas high tea has remained a tradition in the north of Britain. So that's a little bit of a background of tea in the British. I'm about to make my own shortly, as I mentioned. And um, I think the book that I'd like to talk to you about is called Time for Tea. And it is written by Tom Parker Bowles and in conjunction with Fortin and Mason. So it does have a very good history within the book. I will discuss it in my next podcast. But for the moment, thank you for listening to me. This is Luby at Luby's Lullabies podcast. And... Have a cup of tea 